Yes, guys, welcome back to the Road Life Curriculum Podcast. Today we're joined by Hums. Hello, hello. Thank you. Can't rest, can't rest, won't rest, believing in the process. Every day's a progress, slow steps, I need my own clothes. Bro, thank you for coming down, man, all the way from Manchester today. Yeah, man, grateful. When you reached out, checked you guys out, I was like, nah, you know what, man? I like these two guys. I feel like we're going to have a good chat, man. Nah, Appreciate that, man. Bro. But yo, bro, I see what you're doing, man. All the content and like ice baths, all that good stuff. But it's always been like that, or? Nah, it's crazy, you know? Not at all. Like, my friends right now, some of them are like, it makes no sense. It's almost laughable that I'm the guy preaching health and wellness. I'm the guy preaching, take this ice bath because bro, I'll be straight up. I was a druggie, big time. Like obviously you go uni, that can happen. But let's say just before uni, I was already getting into that every weekend, mm. partying, going out. And obviously when you're in college, it's kind of all right. You get away with it because it's just the weekends. Yeah. You go back Monday to Friday, you're in school, you're in college, sweet go out on the weekend, fine. You can coast along. But when you're at uni, Different. there's no one pulling you in from yeah. Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. every day. If you're not vigilant, if you're not aware, all of a sudden you're just trapped in this loop. Um, and that was me. And the reason I got trapped as well is because my mental health was dipping big time mm. from, I probably started first time experimenting with drugs, 15, mm. and just increased gradually over time. And next thing you know, festivals, bang, getting intense, but still no trouble with mental health for a while. Whole time growing up as well. I never had any, I didn't even know what mental health was. Yeah. Um, but after a few years of taking things a lot, a few years of partying, then I started to notice my brain was slowing down. Mm. And then I started to notice, oh, hold on a sec. I'm actually stiff. Like I can't like crack jokes how I used to. I used to be close with my, my friends, parents, for example, just have a good relationship with them. All of a sudden, like, I'm there overthinking, I'm not sharp. So when I noticed like my brain started to deteriorate, then my anxious thoughts started to flood in because I was also known as a confident guy. Um, you know, center of attention and all this, whatever. Popular friends, all of a sudden, I'm slowing down and I'm starting to be in my own head. Like I need to appear like to be confident still. Yeah. But inside, I was just beating myself up. So yeah, it was kind of crazy. And then obviously, went to uni, my mental health starting to dip already. Got bad anxiety is the main thing that I struggled with. At uni, the sesh got more, the partying got more, and obviously the anxiety got more. So whenever I felt sober, I was like, nah, nah I need to take something, mm -hmm. bro. So it was like self-medicating in a way. Um, so that's why I said, it's crazy now to have this mad 180, and now I'm, basically preaching, no, no, no. Everything you put in your body, yeah. it's gotta be specific. Everything you do, health and wellness. So obviously you can see why my yeah, friends are like, yeah. bro, this is mad. Yeah. Like, I was the worst out of everyone. Mm. It is mad, man. So what, it's, you see what it's good though, because like you're like living proof that it, even if you're going down like the wrong path or like in a bad little spell, it can be turned around. Mm. But it, was it overnight that you turned it around or was it a process? Definitely a process. But there was a standout moment, like a light bulb moment. Yeah. So yeah, the, the actual getting to this place I'm in now, obviously process, but I can pinpoint the exact moment. Uh, and it was in the first COVID lockdown. So I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. So obviously I feel like with COVID, people went either way. A lot of people that, that was their rebirth. That was the beginning of their life. Mm, yeah. Finally had the time to pursue the side hustle that they've always wanted to. Obviously for the other half of people is the mental health got worse. And of course, 
my mental health got worse initially, but then one night I'm there like, like everyone else, confused, like lockdown, what the hell is all this? I'm on my laptop and then a video gets suggested to me on YouTube. And it was a video by a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, and yeah, yeah. You know yeah. him, yeah? Yeah, we know Joe Dispenza. He, come, yeah, on, yeah, come on, bro. He's the chief, bro. He's proper, proper. He's the chief. Yeah, 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 so I swear, before that, I knew, I'd heard about the law of attraction, yeah? Mm. Before that. And I felt like, you know, when I was younger, I always like carried that law of attraction energy without realizing it. Yeah. But for the first time ever, like what he said was like, linking the science, yeah? The yeah. proof that law of attraction is legitimate, scientifically proven thing. Mixing it with spirituality, mixing it with God, mm. the divine. And it was everything I knew was real. Like I knew all this magic could exist in the world. I knew that we can tap into our innate healing abilities. Mm. We can manifest magical moment after magical moment. I knew all that was possible, but hearing Dr. Joe Dispenza be like, yeah, there's a formula. Yeah. That's what I do. We've got thousands of yeah. testimonies. That was my light bulb moment. Mm. And I remember it like I knew in that moment I was gonna heal. And I was at rock bottom at that time as well. Cause I also found out I had ADHD undiagnosed this whole mm. time. So that obviously made things worse. And at that moment I was just lost, but he gave me hope bro. Like hearing his voice like, yeah, this is the way to do it. I'm like, bang, buy his book straight away. Never meditated before reading this book. Yeah. But all of a sudden I'm doing one hour, 10 minute meditations, sure. yeah. And I'm obsessed. Like I'd never even read a book yeah. before yeah. Dr. Joe. I swear down. Which one did you get? Um, breaking the habit of being yourself. Okay. Because that one I think is more suited to someone trying to heal. Yeah. Um, because it's literally rewire your brain to a vision of the future. I actually know this guy's slogans yeah. by yeah. word, bro. Yeah. I swear. Um, yeah. Breaking the habit of being yourself. And I just never put that book down. I even got the, the audio book and just listened to it when I wasn't reading it. Mm. I was just obsessed, bro. Taking notes there in, in lockdown, um, doing that meditation. It's also because I was desperate. Like I'd reached that low moment. And I, at this point, like my family relations had broken down. Everyone giving up on me kind mm. of as well. I'd, so many things had happened where my family, obviously I'm from a Muslim family as well. So okay. all of this was hard, very, very hard because they know I'm getting up to haram mm. shit outside the house. Yeah, They're hearing it through the grapevine. Obviously uh, the community in Manchester as well is kind of tightening it. Oh. So it's like, everyone knows that yeah. I'm a write-off bro. And they yeah. see it on, on his that tagged Facebook pics, the Insta pics are getting sent around through mm. the aunties. Like everyone knows I'm a criminal bro. So it's like, my parents can't, can't even look me in the eye at this point. And it was peak like when I went to uni, relationship basically yeah. done in it. We weren't speaking that much. Obviously my mum was still there like messaging me and that, but she wouldn't hear from me for weeks and poor mum would always have like sleepless nights, not knowing what I was getting up to. Mm. So yeah, that was, a, that was a low moment in that lockdown. Like I said, I was desperate and Dr. Joe gave me that hope bro. And, yeah. and it really worked man. It, his one month meditation program, all of that, the books, his shit works. Yeah. You know, from then then, did you start like filming your journey from then? Nah, not even. Yeah, so that um, that helped me with my mental health mm. more than anything. It's like, it enabled me to detach from anxiety. Yeah. Not completely heal, because I believe you never completely heal. You always yeah. got to be working on yourself. 100%, yeah. yeah. So that helped me more than anything. Um, and then when I was doing these meditations, uh, I had a vision uh, of myself giving a speech on stage. Yeah. And it was basically... At this point as well, I'd started to heal, but I still was lost. I didn't know what my purpose was in life. Um, but in that vision, I knew it was like, okay, I need to go and use my story basically to heal people and to help people. Didn't know how I was going to do that, but that vision sort of 
gave me that profound feeling that that's what I'm meant to do. Um, I thought that was in the way of having a clothing brand and giving back. So I did that for a little bit. Mm. And it was just a case of like, whatever came naturally to me, I would just express it. And I'm a creative person. So it was just like, however that creativity wanted to be expressed, if I could use that to help someone, that was always what I was trying to do. Um, but yeah, and then I was still at uni. So obviously I had to, I failed my first year because of the session part year. Yeah. So I had to turn that around as well. Just solving my mental health issues though allowed me to finally concentrate on uni as well. Then I got my ADHD diagnosis. So things started to fall into place. Like people talk about manifesting and, and for me manifesting is just, you need to heal your mental health first before you can think about manifesting mm. a million pounds into your hands. People will be there like in the mirror every single day. Like I am rich, I am a millionaire. Like, okay, but the next, next minute you're feeling anxious about something that's happened time ago. Yeah. Mm. You're worried about this social situation. You can't manifest anything. You need to work on that first. True. Mental health first, bro. Yeah. Mm. Like hundred percent because manifesting is attracting what you are. So if you don't feel worthy, if you don't feel like a legend, if you don't feel rich, like the sickest person ever, how are you going to land True. a million pounds? Like, it's just not like that. Yeah. So it's like, for me, when I worked on my mental health with Dr. Joe's methods, mm. magic started to happen. So that was the way around. It has to be mental health first, then manifesting law of attraction. Yeah. And also don't be so bogged down on trying to manifest specific things. I think for me, I found my, my biggest manifestations have all been things I've not intended for. You've got to let mm. God Just work be, his magic. Yeah. The universe work the magic. Yeah. If God and the universe can keep all these planets together, right? And all the forces of nature is just so perfectly fine-tuned, then obviously God knows best. And it's the same for your life. Mm. You can keep your life in check and it'll bring what's right for you. People are trying to manifest things that aren't in their destiny, that isn't right for them trying to force it, force this complete wrong language mm. to be used. No, I fully, I, and you see with that as well, I saw, I relate with what you're saying. You see when like, I use like manifestation techniques, mm. I was like so specific on certain things, like I want mm. this, I want this, I want this. But the second I let go, it's like, oh, it comes anyway. If yeah. it's meant to be, it'll come, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, I definitely relate to what you're saying, man. Spot on bro, yeah. And you only learn that by practice. Mm. Like you only learn that from experience because a lot of the manifestation law of attraction gurus will say clear specific intention. Dr. Joe even says clear intention. So obviously everything he says I, is for me is like, yeah, that's that the gospel. Like he knows what he's on about. He says clear intention plus an elevated emotion equals your manifestation basically. But for me, it wasn't like that. The clear intention, if I said, okay, I want to manifest a, a 10,000 pound uh, campaign, yeah? Uh, like a, a brand deal, 10,000 pounds. I want it to be like this. And, and he says, be as specific as possible. All the gurus say that, be as specific as possible. As soon as I do that, I'm, I'm obsessing about it. And as soon as you obsess about a manifestation, you're pushing it further away because you're getting, anx you're getting anxious. That's it's giving you anxiety. Yeah. Like, okay, I've been visualizing it every single day. Why is it not here? Why is it not here? When you obsess about this thing, especially how we are these days, it's like, it's not the right method for me. It's not the right, like you said before, bro, it's more letting go is the biggest part of manifesting. People don't even realize that, letting go. And letting go is about being present, finding peace. Like you, when you say let go, you can physically feel it. It's like a, yeah. I've, I've just let go, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. And that's the place you need to be in for. You need to be lighthearted, leading from your heart um, and just feeling 
joyous, lighthearted joy mm. in every little moment, brushing your teeth. And that's where presence is another thing like that. That's so important. I guess thrown around as well, isn't it? Mm. Be present. Yeah. But, but you're like, you got to really be present. Man. Yeah. And them moments there, I seen you do like hiking as well. And I've only, the first ever hike I did in the mountains was this year. I've never felt so present in my life. Like, so mm. grounded, no don't phone, you, innit? Like, bro, no phone. It was just blessed, like mm. no one around, just walking. And it's nature, man. Presence for me, bro. Like, mm. you get that same feeling like when you're up there, like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Like, I'm, the thing is with hiking, with nature, I've never been a nature boy growing mm. up at all, bro. Like, I'm more like, I don't know, I feel like you don't catch many Asians doing that kind of thing. You don't catch many, yeah, many yeah. Bane people yeah. in like the mountains and it's shit. True, you actually true, don't, innit? Yeah, it's true. true. Like, obviously, because we're from hot countries. Like our ancestors would be like turning in their graves, bro. Like, yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's even more reason why we should do it mm. because it's all about like making yourself uncomfortable. And that's another thing that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, mm. or seeking discomfort. Yeah. And I've this is something I've really realized recently why that is so important because let's say anything worthwhile in life, like you have to go through discomfort to get it. Yeah. So you're training yourself to be used to that, to yeah. fight for that. With climbing a mountain is the perfect representation of that. Cause you, you have to graft so hard yeah. and you get to the top of the mountain. It's a perfect representation of like life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why, I don't know, I was so amazed when I was up there, bro. Grannies, bro, it was raining, bare. All I'm seeing is just white folk, 60 year olds, 50 year olds, oh, granny, yeah. not phase, doing it for fun, bro. Yeah. Doing it, and that no made me, players. yeah. Mm. That made me realize as well, like actually, that's what I like about British people. Like, it does not make, you don't catch Europeans doing that. Mm. Even in our people, you don't catch them doing that. Yeah. Just running up a mountain for fun, bro. Yeah. I love that. Um, and yeah, for us, it's more uncomfortable because obviously we're not used to that, but that's another beauty with the ice baths. Mm. It's mo the more you hate the cold, the more you stand to benefit. And that bit is scientifically proven. Mm. Like I've actually seen the science. The more you hate it, the more benefits you gain. Because there's more mental benefits, isn't it? Yeah. It's harder for you, yeah. it's more uncomfortable. 100%. How are you finding ice baths? Because obviously I can resonate with that because on our podcast, we did a challenge, like a 31 day challenge. And obviously I was doing ice baths every day. And, mm. and like, I just felt how important it is to like the cold therapy. Like, I was looking into like the Wim Hof breathing techniques. It was like, like recovery wise, cause I play football, I go to gym. Like it mm. just felt so much better for me in it. So how's it been for you? Like, yeah, it's like been one of the most life changing things. Like when I was talking before about, I had that moment with Joe Dispenza and that helped me transform and meditation. A thing that came further on in my journey was ice baths. So when I try and like, I've got like a six point method of things which help me mm. um, and Cold exposure is one of them categories. It's like meditation, cold exposure, nutrition, exercise. They're the main four. There's a couple more, but cold exposure, yeah, it's essential. It's one of the things that everyone just needs to be doing. Mm. Um, in nature is best, but of course, like you can you can do it in the ice baths at home. Like you see in my yeah, videos, yeah, I started yeah. wheelie bin, innit? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. E even that, like, bro, that buying that wheelie bin, it's a reason I'm here right now. It's launched my whole career. Mm. It's, it's crazy. And how that even how that even happened? I've never really told anyone this. It was like, I was trying to find just a plastic container to do my ice baths in because my mental health was that bad. Mm -hmm. I was still trying to find something to, to free me from that anxiety. It hadn't really gone yet. So I came across Wim Hof, like sweet, mm. cold exposure. Let's yeah. try it. 
just like I'm trying anything yeah. that I come across because yeah. I'm like, I'm still desperate. I don't yeah. want to be anxious no more. Mm. Right, Wim Hof, sweet, let's give this a go. Couldn't find anything big enough to, to fit me in. I was like, all right. And then my friend was like one day, oh, like, why didn't you try wheelie bin? And I just started looking at my wheelie bin like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Obviously bought a new one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously <laughs> bought a new one. Yeah. Come on, bro. Um, copped a wheelie bin, filled it with water and filmed my first ever one and put it on TikTok. Cause at this point I had already started making TikToks, mm. but it was all over the place. Okay. Yes, it was self-improvement focus, mental health focus. Even a few things just trying to jump on trends. I was learning the ropes, mm. but then the ice bath shit came and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll film this. Yeah. Of course, I'm filming my mental health journey. Let's film this as well. Do my first one, bro. I'm dying in there. No ice, bro. No ice. That's how it was for me. No ice. Yeah. I'm there, freezing, bro. Posted it, did all right. Next day, same thing. Posted it, did all right. Next thing, getting bare hate. Like, there's no ice in there. I'm like, come on then. I'll put put ice. the ice in there. Like, so let's say like the second ice bath video kind of went viral-ish. Like let's say 30K views. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was like maybe the most I'd had at that time or something like that. For me, it was a lot. It's a lot still. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's that a lot. Yeah. I was like, yo, no way. All right, let's keep doing this. Next thing you know, yeah, one vid, six million views. Mad. Six million views. What was that Mad. feeling like when you're seeing that? It was like, just what I've been working towards, bro. Yeah. yeah. It was that feeling of like, that's God, bro. Mm. That's God saying, here you go. That viral moment you deserve it. You have to earn it as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the people who get their moments are always the people who deserve it. And that's why I, I, it just felt like, yeah, it was emotional, bro. It's been straight tears, like all of these things. It's mm. like, oh my God, bro, we're really out here doing this. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is why it means so much to me as well, because I'm changing lives, bro. Yeah. That's, that's what mm. blows my mind. It's like getting recognized in public. Yeah, one, one of my mates who, who has that, mm. he's like, oh yeah, I don't really like it. But obviously that's because your content is a load of trash and garbage and it's not, and it's making the world a worse place. Let's yeah. be honest. But <laughs> nah, nah, sorry bro, if you're watching this, I, my bad. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, I love that because people coming up to me like, bro, I take cold showers because of you. Oh my God, like, thank you so much, man. Like you've helped me so, like on my journey with my mental health, like good. that yeah. blows yeah. my mind, blows yeah. my heart open. It's like, I'm welling up every time because like that will never get old, man. Mm. Remind me what, what I was just talking about that. Yeah, the viral moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, then I'm looking at my notifications, bro. Young ads, liking it and shit. Yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah, yeah. Man. Shit's taking off right yeah. now. Yeah. Keep doing the ice baths. Everyone's loving it. And then next thing you know, 100K, do the 100K video special and just doing mad stuff. And then it slows down. Mm. Hit 100K. I kept thinking, I kept doing the same thing. Yeah. Then I saw the numbers dropping. So I'm like, okay. Should I try switch it up? Switch it up from ice bath, numbers dropped even more. Panicking, switch it up again, numbers dropped even more. Bro, I've been through them dips, you know? Yeah. Mm. Been through that, it's, it's a dark place as well. Yeah. Because one moment you're lit, everyone's loving you. And the next moment, you can't even break 10K views. I'm there deleting vids, bro. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. Like after I'm just doing bits and everyone's like, yeah, you're smashing it. But now I know the truth is like, it's been a few weeks. Haven't had a viral moment. Mm. And that's fine. I've realized now that's, that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. What about in the moment? What was the But thing? in the moment, I'm I'm early in my content creation mm. career. 
And I'm thinking, this is the worst thing ever, bro. Like, shit. And like I mentioned before, in a manifesting sense, the more you overthink things, the more you're pushing things away. Yeah. And I know that, so I'm stressing even more. Like, oh no, stop panicking, because now the manifestation going further. And it's been even longer since I've been viral. Everyone's thinking it, worrying about what people think as well. Mm -hmm. And people who might know me knew I was doing bits. Now they're probably loving it again. Because I do think that, People are jealous, bro. Yeah. People are jealous. No so I knew they'll be loving it, bro, yeah. that the numbers are dipped. And now I'm there forcing it. And the thing is with creation, you can't force it. You can't force creation because people can feel that. It's like an energy thing. In a video, when you're scrolling past the For You page, if someone's there looking stressed in the vid, bro, you're scrolling. Yeah. Mm. When someone's having a good time, yeah. jumping in the ice bath on pure vibes, like, yeah, come with me to take this fifth ice bath I've ever taken. Like, that's fun. Yeah. You can see they're enjoying it. But when, when I'm there later on, I'm chasing the viral moment and I've scripted out this whole thing and I'm, and I'm forcing it, it's like, it's not the same, no it? one cares. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm saying is, had to go through de them dips it was hard to come out of and I, I feel like it took me a good mm -hmm. like five months even bro like there were some viral moments in there but I felt unsettled for a long time um, and then I feel like I had I needed the new year just gone okay. to reset me yeah um, and the way I reset the way everything came back back to the basics bro I just realized one day I'm preaching meditation when's the last time I meditated mm. I'm preaching ice baths was am I really going first straight into a cold shower every single day like I was I just looked at my own lifestyle yeah. and I looked at like, when I, when I blew up, mm. what, was what was I doing? Yeah. I was doing Joe Dispenza meditations every night. Yeah. And then at the end of one month of doing it straight, I got my viral moment. It's no coincidence. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I'm not doing these long meditations. I'm not feeling tuned in. I'm not reading more self-help books and the numbers go down. But as mm. soon as I prioritize my mental health, my spirituality, as soon as I prioritize that, the material world catches up. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual world is the goal, bro. Because then the material world catches up. It works every single time. And right now, the, Alhamdulillah, the only reason I'm seeing this success is because my priority is like my heart being open, my presence, feeling tuned in, the way that I even sip a glass of water, bro. Mm -hmm. I need to do that as my future, and my future potential, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you want to carry that energy in everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. Like your dreams have already happened. So <clears throat> how would that person drink a water? How would that person eat a banana? You're mm -hmm. just doing it. You you're stunting yeah, constantly yeah. because you're you priming your subconscious yeah, for that. Yeah. You know, when you had that reset, mm. would you say you like wrote any goals for that, for that year going ahead? You mean, uh, yeah, the one I just mentioned yeah, going yeah. into 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goal setting is, is very important and it's, it's, a huge reason why I am where I am today. Mm. However, I do also think you need to make room for the unexpected. Like having a vague goal for me, like let's say for example, uh, I wanna be changing this many more lives is a much better goal than I wanna have gained 50,000 mm. more followers. Like when I make my goals about serving the people, that's where I feel like the stress goes away, the anxiety goes away, and that's where I create room for it to manifest. Mm. Because when you're doing something for the sake of humanity, when you're doing something to help others genuinely, you're not worried about it because you know your heart's in the right place and God loves that shit. The universe loves that shit. Love thy neighbor. It's in, it's in every single religion. Mm. It's in every single culture. 
to serve. So make your goal to serve. First. Yeah, and things align. Like yeah. this podcast, for example, like you're getting on people, inspirational, motivational, useful only, mm. and you're picking them people carefully because you're trying to add most value to someone's life. Simple, same yeah. in business, isn't it? Yeah, it's true, bro. Serve first, that's what we always say, obviously, being a property investor. Mm. Like, we're providing service, like I've got a hotel, you want to provide the best room for the guests, you want to provide the best, you know, just in general, facilities, services, mm. everything has to be top of the range, isn't it? To get that kind of income back, it's serving first, really. Exactly, yeah, it works, so, man. Bro, brand deals. Oh, yeah. bro. Bro, how, how did that come around? Um, so I'm actually uh, with a modeling agency, so that's something I've dabbled with as well. Okay. Um, and I'm still on their books, but I can't lie, it's not really been bringing in great amount of shoots and, and things like that. It's always just been something maybe like one a year, two a year. Mm -hmm. And I get shortlisted a lot, but that don't mean anything. 50 people get shortlisted mm. and they pick one. Mm. So I never really like get too aghast that, like, oh, you got shortlisted for this brand. Minor, it's not gonna happen really, it's, like, it's mm. what it is. Um, but yeah, one day I get a notification, got shortlisted, major sportswear brand, yeah? I didn't know which sportswear brand. And then it's like, okay, this is interesting. And it shows you the quote as well, the fee. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's mad. All right, now I'm gassed, right? And it says, here's the instructions, send these self tapes out, yeah? So I'm there filming, okay, it's about the Women's World Cup, cool. Uh, answer these questions about women's football, why is it important to you, blah, blah, blah. And tell us your favorite player, yeah? Mm. And obviously I didn't know it was Nike at the time. And me, like a monk, was just like named pure Adidas, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like, obviously I'm a United fan, innit? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. E even United women's, like that's the main team that I follow. Yeah. Um, followed, not anymore. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like done all that. And then obviously realized it was Nike because, you know, they told us that the, the nations that we're going to be representing, England, Brazil, Portugal, it's all Nike teams, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I realised, I was like, oh no, bro, probably not got it now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's listed all that. But no, they really liked me, man. And they asked me to go to the next round of interviews, then the next round of self-tapes. And I feel like, well, what got it for me was my content. They loved the ice bath stuff, mm. which is wild to think. I bought a wheelie bin to help with my mental health. And, and fast forward a year and a half, that wheelie bin is a reason I've bagged Nike. That's like, bad. That what the bad. hell, bro? And this is what I mean by setting goals and mm. targets. Like, you would never have any idea. You just gotta be more present and just do instinctively what feels right. Buy that ice bath, buy that wheelie bin. Yeah, go on, start, start filming content, even though everyone's like, bro, your shit's cringy. Like, I had that from bare mates. But I was like, I just knew it felt right. So mm -hmm. what? I don't know what can come from this. Fast forward, stick to the vision. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos later. Nike, it's crazy, bro, I swear. Um, but yeah, like for me, uh, women's football is important because in my community, in the youth center that I grew up, it was women's football was mm. prioritized. Women in sports was always pushed girls in sports. So that, I had a lot to speak about. It meant a lot to me already. And then obviously my sister got into football after the England women's won the Euros. Mm. So I was able to speak about that. Yeah. And the thing is, it was all true. Yeah. It, was all, it was all coming yeah. from the heart. Yeah. So like, I knew I was the right fit for them and they knew the right fit for me. And it was just unbelievable. And then in the shoot, bro, one of the, one of the sets, one of the days, right? Imagine there's this like 50 to 100 people on set, like bare people. And I'm like, representing England, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was crazy. So I, imagine I'm there posing for pics and it's like makeup people running on, sorting my hair and shit. I was like, bro, this is crazy. <laughs> um, 
one of the scenes was me going into a shop and buying ice and walking out with two sacks of ice. So they even wanted to tell my story Fruity in the ice. campaign, bro, sick. which that's is, sick. is absolutely crazy. Yeah, so out of everything that's happened, because there's been a lot of unbelievable moments since I turned things around, hmm. getting my degree, um, hitting 100K followers, like all of these moments are, are times where I go back to my room and break down because I'm like, oh my God, like not that long ago, I, I was like, didn't even want to live no more, bro. Like, and mm. that's why I get so emotional because I'm like, God's really gave me another chance, bro. Mm. And now I'm out here hitting 100K. And now I got a first from a top 10 uni in the country. And my parents are there crying when they didn't even used to speak to me. Mm. And there's like, I was a write-off and I was an embarrassment to the community and the family. Mm. And now I'm doing this shit. But out of everything, Nike was, Nike was the craziest moment, bro. Yeah. By a mile, like for me, that's like, I always dreamt of doing that. I always dreamt of doing that. And obviously as a Pakistani, as a British Pakistani, starring in a night campaign representing England, mm. it's just iconic, bro. And it's just like, I know, I know I work for that shit and I know how hard I work for that shit. And I know it's like, I was at rock bottom. And for me, it really shows that anyone can do it, bro. Mm. And I, I really believe that. If I can do that and I heal my own mental health naturally, mm. fuck the pills, bro. Yeah. yeah. Don't take no pills. You can do it. Yeah, it might take a little bit longer because the pills give you that instant relief, but it's not mm. healing you. Yeah. You can do it. You can not only heal your mental health, but you can go on to create something like a fucking starring in that campaign. And yeah, even for my family, that, that moment was the biggest. Yeah. Because obviously they're getting their, their mates, family, friends and whatever saying, yeah. What that means to us as Pakistanis, making it cool to be Pakistani again, what that means for our kids, making like, mm. yeah, us Pakistanis, we can go and do that. We can you know, make it in media, make it in that, be the, the face of Nike for a period of time. So thank you. Yeah, that, that meant everything. But now it's important that I can't let that be the pinnacle. Mm. Cannot be the pinnacle, Just, cannot be the yeah, pinnacle. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's hard to top that because as well, like I was front and center of a lot of the posts and shit. It's like, bro, that's Nike official page. And that's my face. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard to top that. But I have to, there's, there's levels still. Mm, yeah, of course. It's right. not actually hard to top that. It's not hard to think of things which are better than that. Yeah. A long-term Nike deal already, that's better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. keep doing my shit. There's no shortcuts though. It's like, I can't, now I've done one shoot with Nike. You can't drop off. Yeah. yeah. Then they're not just gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Do you want a long-term Nike deal? No, I, I have to go and show them I'm worthy again. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the biggest brand in the world. And I think it's important to see things like that. Something that has made me have that mentality, when I did the Nike shoot, right? And my profile's being tagged on their Insta, 300 million followers. How many followers do you think I gained from that? Five. I'm gonna say 50. Bro's right. <laughs> Bro's right. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. They've got three, bro, they've got 300 million. I gained something like 50. Max 100. I don't even think it, it, it went up 100. And I thought, yeah, this is my moment. I'm going to get to that prestigious yeah. 10K yeah. on Insta yeah. happy days. And I'm so glad that it wasn't my moment because it reaffirmed for me that there are no shortcuts. Yeah. It reaffirmed for me that the only thing that can get you to where you want to be in content creation or whatever industry it is, is the craft. 
Mm. It's my content that's gonna hit, get me yeah, to 10K. Yeah. I can't rely on no shout out. I can't rely on a big brand has tagged me. I've done some work for them. No, I've got proof now that it really don't work like that. Mm. You, you've got to earn that viral moment like I did on TikTok. Mm. I haven't treated Instagram in the same way. Yeah. So now I have to. Yeah. So I can get that moment that I desire so badly, yeah. but I've got to put in the work for it. So that that was nice for me mm. to see, okay, yeah, I can't shortcut this thing, can't fast track. The biggest Instagram page in the world for a brand, more or less. Mm. And I only hit 50 that's, followers. That's so it's mad. like, yeah, I think for everyone else <laughs> watching as well, it's like, that's a good yeah. reminder. Yeah. You would think a thousand. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. think that 300 mil, yeah. I'm there, first pick, yeah. first tag, and the caption is is my caption. It says, "Blah, um, home says football is about one love." All them people have seen it. Mm. But no, that's God telling you, you have to master the craft. You have to work. That's the only thing that will mm. get you there. No, that is nah, that's a very powerful lesson. Mm. You know, like day to day though, like your life now, like mm. what does it consist of? Like, <sighs> it, it's it's so nice, bro. <laughs> it's it? yeah, so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. How, how long are you spending on like content then? Uh, I aim to make one video a day yeah. during the week. And then I don't make, I might make a video on the weekend, but I don't post on the weekend. Mm. Just because I feel like my content is more catered to like the week, meditate, uh, not meditation, uh, motivation yeah. for the week. That's what I feel like. Okay. Um, so yeah, the weekend I don't post, but yeah, what, what does the day look like? It, it's different because each video that I decide to make is different. And why I'm so happy with my routine at the moment, my lifestyle is because I just create whatever I feel like creating. And I've now got to a point in my uh, sp spiritual growth and my personal development that whatever comes naturally to me is the right thing to post. I can trust that. So whether that's ice baths, my whole day will revolve around that. Take the ice bath to the park, meet some new people who are wondering what ice baths are, mm. changing lives in real life and making a video as well, convincing people to get in the ice bath. You seen them? Yeah, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. What's that like though? Like Obviously, I see like it's nice. You got the nature behind you. Was it like a lake behind you as well? What, yeah. What, like, like just meeting them random people and it's like, fun, you know. Them. Like I can't lie, the first time I rocked up to the park with my tub, mad anxiety. So, mad yeah. anxiety. Yeah, because it's like you know people do street interviews and stuff. Yeah, I guarantee yeah, yeah, if you yeah. ask them the first time, it's a bit like that. they will say that same thing. Mm. It's all about overcoming that that first, mm. you know, anxious moment. Yeah. I'm there, everyone's looking at me like, what's this guy doing? Yeah. I'm now getting into the lake with a bucket and filling up my tub. Yeah. Everyone's like, this guy's actually mad. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just got like 10 sacks of ice. But once I got over that first anxious moment, bro, the magical moment started to flood in. It was crazy. Like people walking past, like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm teaching them about ice baths. So one person even bought my tub because now that's a, one way I monetize what I do. I sell my own tub now. Okay. Um, and people are like, oh yeah, where can I get one? Bang, my website. So I'm making sales. I'm helping people out. Um, I'm convincing people to get in the ice bath, which yeah. is mad. Yeah. And I'm knowing there, being a content creator that I am, I'm like, viral moment mm. done but like, someone like yeah i'll get in i'm like that's virality right there yeah, i know that's yeah. like cause that's crazy isn't it yeah. like imagine being out and people love that on tiktok in content creation in general they don't just want to see you screaming at a camera yeah. they want to see humans interacting with humans yeah. yeah so that's what i like about doing the ice baths in public and that's what made me um change myself because i was like okay how can i elevate this and how can i uh, bring more benefits to the people is bring ice baths to the people physically. Yeah. I know I'm reaching a lot of people by posting mm. on TikTok, but it's like, 
yeah, the impact surely is just going to be way more if I'm in public doing it. Probably. And it has been. Um, but yeah, day to day, man, it's nice being fully self-employed, full-time content creator, no one to answer to, whatever I feel like doing. Um, I get my, fit my gym in there, fit the content creation in there, the business side of things, I'm managing myself at the moment. Mm, okay. So everything's on me and I absolutely love it because as well, I can, I can take time off. I'm going to a festival this weekend because I don't have a job. So I don't have any, any boss to be like, oh, can I get the time off and things like that. I've got content planned for the festival, mm. stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't always been full-time content creation. Of course not, that's not how it works. Yeah. I've been full-time for about three months. Okay. Oh. Before that, obviously when I was at uni, had my student loan, yeah. Yeah. happy days. Then when I graduated uni last summer, I was just working, doing an admin job, like maybe three, four days a week, doing content the rest of the time. Kept going, that was obviously long, that's mm. the hustle though. Do you know what I mean? When people want to break out of the nine to five, want to escape the matrix and whatever. Yeah. It's about working full time and in your spare time, committing to the vision, mm. doing a side hustle. Yeah, 100%. Most likely what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. Innit? You can't yeah. just fully. fully chop it up. You can't. No. Don't get me wrong, that's hard. Because after work, that's the last thing you want to do. Trust me, trust me. But when you actually find it, what it is that you love, it don't feel like work. Exactly. So for me, especially when I started making content, like I finished work, I'm like, I'm gassed. Mm. I, I may get to make a vid, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah I, that's yeah. why I love that shit. And the mad thing is, here's how I know that I'm doing the right thing because I still love it. I can wake up first thing, edit a vid, and it just doesn't feel like work. Yeah. That's how you know you're in the right industry when it doesn't feel like work. And it's just passionate. And it's just pure and it's fun. And you're not even thinking about the time spent and time can go so quick and you've been doing the craft the whole time. Mm. Um, I guess it's hard to find. But my belief is how to find your passion. Yeah, because I get asked this a lot. How do you find your passion and what you should devote all your energy towards? And I would say it's about finding yourself first. So go inwards to discover what it is you're meant to do outwards. Yeah. That's what mm. I would say. And that might be a bit ambiguous to some people. Like, what does that even mean? A bit woo-woo. It's about meditate because that's how you develop this relationship with yourself where you slow everything down and just be super present. Start to do heart-centered heart meditations. That's where it's at. You open that heart up. You start to really get to know who you are. You start to feel grateful, on demand, and all of these kind of things. And then the right things will come to you. But the right things only come your way when you're tuned in and you're heart-centered, you know? Yeah, yeah, fully, man. Bro, how did you... I wanted to ask, obviously, I was going through your TikTok as well before. Mm. How did you get to the World Cup, bro? Yeah. How did, that, how did that come about? Mad, bro. All right. So, World Cup, yeah. I played in a tournament called the Inner City World Cup. And you might have seen my videos where I'm representing Pakistan yeah. in, a, in a football tournament. Yeah. I played in that um, for the first time. And that was in maybe last October or something. There's about 20 teams. It was in Manchester. So you've got Iraq, you've got Libya, you've got Eritrea, you've got South Africa, uh, you've got Jamaica. So it's a ton of uh, like BAME representation in the tournament as well. Sick day. Anyway, Pakistan go and win the tournament somehow. And we came third in our group as well. Like, you know, like the best place, third team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, somehow managed to get through. Win the tournament. Like, it's just the maddest feeling ever, yeah? Winning a World Cup tournament. Um, you know, Zidane Iqbal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he was there, like, presented oh, us with the trophy and all of this. It was Pakistan versus Iraq in the final, innit? And he's oh, like half of both of them. Right, so okay, it was like, okay. Yeah, it was kind of mad. Big, 
Yeah, sick moment. I obviously filmed the whole thing, made a TikTok about it. TikTok went super viral. Next thing you know, the guy who organizes these tournaments, yeah, the big boss, shout out Mark, he <laughs> saw the video, was like, yo, I want to chat to this guy, like, mm. that's actually crazy. Done more reach than they've managed to do before. Um, started talking, built a relationship, discussing how we could work together on future tournaments. The guy also organizes a celebrity football tournament. He's like, okay, I want you to be part of that. Nice, this is sick. Um, next thing you know, the real World Cup comes around and I'm chatting to him. We have a meeting related to something else and I just threw it out there like, oh yeah, I really want a brand to see the potential in me going to the World Cup I'm making content there. Like, I just think I'd be so good at that. Like, I could even do interview form content like on the ground at the World Cup. I mentioned that to him, yeah? He's like, I'll send you. Mad. I'm like, come again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? So yeah, he's like, yeah, sweet. Sorted it and then basically sent me over there and I made content for Love Football, Soccer 6, um, interview form interviewing fans and all of this kind of thing. And it was, it was crazy, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, that at the time was the maddest thing that had happened to me on the mm. journey. Uh, Cause it's the World Cup, bro. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, I managed to get tickets for one game. Uh, unfortunately we lost the game, England and France it was. Oh, okay. um, I came, missed a penalty, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but weirdly, despite that, I was still like, it was still surreal. Being at a world, I even I actually like teared up when I saw the stadium. Like it was just yeah. mad. It was so overwhelming, uh, and it was in a Muslim country, so mm. it was it was just like once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. first time in it. What's yeah. Qatar like then? Nah. Sick, bro. You know what's mad, yeah? And I get advised to stay out of politics, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very careful with uh, the words I use. But obviously, I feel fine saying this because even Rio Ferdinand's come out to say this. But it was. Absolute bollocks, bro. The, the hate that Qatar got mm. was a complete smear campaign by the West and it was disgusting, bro. Looking back, it was, it was disgusting because we, as the West, are acting like, yeah, we're so great. Mm. Our politics is so great. The way we treat our people is so great. The, our impact on the world is so great. No, do you not actually know how the British Empire was made? Then I don't need to get into it because yeah, everyone yeah, does. Trust, trust. But it's like... It was blowing my mind. And then I'm like, okay, I read into it a bit more. And it's all propaganda campaign, bro, mm. against Qatar. And it's like, it's not really based on facts because yeah. if it was based on facts, you'd be calling out the locations where the other tournaments are being hosted. Yeah. But no, for some reason, which must be an agenda, mm. it's Qatar, right, bang, we're coming for Qatar. Obviously, I do understand as well, LGBT, right, they're not a thing in Qatar. So what happened? Qatar came out and said, you know what? We accept it, it's fine. You got them holding their hands up and actually changing their stance mm. and becoming a little bit more Western, it's still not good enough. Yeah. Mm. When, when do we ever do that, bro? When, true, when would true, England be like, actually, maybe we got that bit wrong. People just don't do that in general. Qatar, we're like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough, like, you're welcome here, but please respect like traditions and yeah, not yeah. in public. But guess what? They also don't like straight couples lipsing in public. Exactly. That's just how it is, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put out there though, that, that information there. They yeah. put that out there because they don't want people to see that. I know. And then, and then when it comes to the workers, yeah? I'm like, okay, obviously the human rights conditions for the workers, everyone knows about that too. 
when I was speaking to the workers there, right? And this doesn't mean it's complete 100% proof. But I spoke to a lot of them because I wanted to get to the bottom mm. of the truth. They were like, bro, we've come from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, and we're getting paid fuck all. We're living in poverty back home. We're getting paid way more here in Qatar and our conditions are way better. It's a no brainer. Yeah. We're working in Qatar out of choice because the pay is good. The lifestyle is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and they knew about the hate campaign back home, mm -hmm. but they were all confused mm. as to how in the West it's being presented in that way when they're all loving life. So that, that was crazy to hear as well. Do I make more content about this? Do I focus on self-improvement? Mm. I don't know if you noticed, but recently I've started to come for the government. Mm. I've started. I've started to do that kind of like, shit. I feel like we have to, you know, like our generation yeah. has to do it because if if we don't, then who, who's gonna do it? You know what I mean? Like just like, like just time. like the COVID scandal, bro. Everyone was a sheep to it. You scandal, get it? bro. The biggest scandal. scandal. And everyone people jabbing who everyone the up. News, yeah, someone unless news is jabbing us up. Not and you can't travel. You yeah. can't move around as a human being. You can do anything anyway. They you can travel. Bro, yeah, it's crazy, you know. They're dictating our lives. That's how it was, man. Oh, mate. I know, I know. So, yeah, our generation does have to stand up. And I've sort of disagree with the advice I've been given to try not to get cancelled and, you know, don't mm. talk about politics. No, I, I'm going to express myself. Yeah. I'm going to be a voice for our generation because someone has to. And if I prioritise that, God is going to look after the rest. I don't need to worry about being cancelled and that. As long as I keep my heart in the right place, I'm well researched on all the topics and I'm not coming with any hate. Yeah. I'm only coming with love. The only reason I'm talking about politics is because I care, bro. Yeah. It's because I, I care about the outcomes mm. for our generations. Totally. Just like you said, we're the only ones who are going to care about that, bro. The oldies don't care. The olders are washed. They're not bothered about the long-term future of the planet. We're bothered because we still need to have kids and they need to have kids and we're going to be around for that. Mm -hmm. So it actually is down to us as probably the last generation who hasn't been infiltrated as well too badly mm. by, by the social media yeah, era, yeah, yeah. Era as well. But I think we just sort of skipped it just about. We might just be yeah, the last. Yeah. I'm saying we, presuming that we're all the same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably are. 98s? Yeah, yeah, 98. 98. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still like, it's still like, keep him on our side. It's all right, bro. You know, the right people around you and you're yeah. thinking that yeah. way too. But yeah, it's down to us at the end of the day as, as young people to be like, speak up, mm. to call out the bullshit, man. Enough is enough. You know, I'm not saying, ooh, Illuminati this and this, like, I'm just saying real facts. Mm. We've been mugged off with COVID. We've been mugged off with the vaccine. Mm. We're a guinea pig experiment on the vaccine, which never happens facts. with medicine. All these things are just facts, right? So we need to start looking, okay, how can we make sure that our kids don't have to go through this shit? It's by uniting. Stop letting them divide us, bro. Mm. When, when we come together, there's way more of us. There's way more True. of us. And that is when people ask me like, what's your like number one goal with what you do, yeah? My, my number one goal is this, what we're talking about now. My number one goal is to overthrow the system. Mm. The current system of how things are the people getting mugged off constantly, the inequality, the disparity between um, working class and the rich, all of that. And then it's like, well, how does that fit into your content? Step by step, watch this. I see the vision. There's a reason that I've been able to build up this platform and it's to make real life change. And I'm only gonna be able to do that if we start to make 
systematic change. So that's why I want my platform to explode more and more because the more uh, followers I have, the more of an impactful voice I will have. Okay. In the same way that Rashford talks about food policy mm. and he brings, he forces Boris, he forces Boris's hand on changing food policy, right? Like what if, what if I had that kind of influence mm -hmm. mm. or even half of that, then could I force policy on mental health, making sure that kids in school are being taught how to protect themselves from anxiety before it's too late and now they have to be sold some medication mm. and then the, the pharmaceutical companies are benefiting off that medication that don't work. Instead, why don't we teach the kids about cold exposure yeah. from primary school, yes. about breath work, yeah. about meditation yeah. from day one. Yeah. I guarantee my kids not gonna have a mental health issue because yeah. I'm gonna make sure they don't by teaching them the right things, nutrition. Look at the food we eat and it's not even real. <laughs> it's, True. it's not even real. Nah, but yo, that goal there, that mission there, that going, bro. Yeah. Going That's the mission, bro. Yeah. Make change, man. And I love that. I Inshallah. Go, man. Fully appreciate that, bro. Just to kind of close this podcast, bro. Don't know if you're aware. I always ask this question to all of our guests. Um, and to you, it will be, what is the biggest lesson you've taken away from your own life? I've seen that question, you know. I've seen you ask it a lot. And yeah. I was finding it hard to, to pin it down, bro. I was finding it hard to pin it down because there's so many lessons. Yeah. Ask it me again, yeah. And the first one that comes to mind, I'm going to say. Ask it me again. What's the biggest lesson you've taken away from your own life? The biggest lesson I've taken away from my life is that every L is a dub, no matter what. Every L is actually a win and is for your benefit. And if you can start to believe that and start to see every L, big or small, as no, God knows best. And this is actually for my greater benefit and I can't see what that is yet. Maybe you can see what it's for. Okay, and you're like, okay, yeah, there's the positive to take. But sometimes you can't see, how can there be a positive here? You don't get that job that you've been working so hard towards, mm. right? You're heartbroken. How can there be a positive in that? I promise you, I promise you, if there's any life lesson that I could give, it's this. There's a positive to take and that job was not meant to be. Simple as, and the thing that is meant to be might be right around the corner or whatever, wherever it's gonna come, God is there pulling the strings and leading you towards the right thing in life. And I practice this, right, to this extent. If I'm running out the house, yeah, I'm in a rush. I stub my toe bare hard. I'm like, oh, and I force myself to take the positive in that. How can there be a positive in that? Okay, maybe if I got out of my house a few minutes quicker, I would have been in a car crash. So that's God looking after me there. Yeah. Yeah. All these things, things I spill my drink, I'm like, yeah. God's slowing me down, he's protecting me. Mm. It's so important to, to live and breathe it because then you feel like you've got this outer protective field around you at all times and there can't be any else. If you have that mindset of it's all meant to be and have that faith in God or the universe, right? Whatever you believe in, then you cannot take an L because it's all meant to be. Love that, bro. Yeah, man. I enjoyed that, bro. I enjoyed that, bro. Bless, bro. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But yeah, thanks to Leicester Podcast Studios for hosting us once again. Big shout out to our sponsors, Herblisut. Make sure you check her out on Instagram, Herblisut, and check her website, herblisut.co.uk. Big shout out to Holmes for coming. Appreciate it, man. Lord, make sure you follow these guys, man. I had a lot of fun. Let's go. Can't rest, can't rest, won't rest, believing in the process. Every day's a progress, slow steps, I need my own clothes next to